back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we take whatever band or artist we're doing and we listen to all their records and we rank them from worst to best. But before we do that, we do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLong, uh, which I didn't do this week, but that's fine. Uh, I did. While you're listening, oh, okay, well, we have something. But uh, before we get into that, uh, what do we have? Asinine oh, Radio. I we, can't think I'm stupid. <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars on that. Uh, social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a voice ma- or a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. And the Discord server. If you want that link, hit us up. We'll send it to you and join our Discord. And uh, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And now that we have the intros out of the way, let's get into our six degrees of Tom DeLong. What do you got, Jeff? Go. Uh... There we go. Yeah, I got two. I was gonna, I was was gonna do one for every band member, but then I forgot till this week. But luckily, last week I, I I had already done two. Fuck, can we talk? Let's um, let's go with Topa Topa Heaton, 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 Heaton. You're gonna do a lot of the Queen's English. Oh, dude, it's gonna come out so fucking much. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Topper. What guy's name is Topper? Topper. I know, right? Tapa, that's a silly name. That's silly naming. It's like naming your kid like Soda or Seven. Silly. <laughs> Topper. <is> so dumb. <laughs> you get, did you get that one? You you caught that one there. <laughs> Top Topper uh, Heaton. Topper Heaton was in a band called Samurai with Henry Padovani. Padovani okay. was the original guitarist for the Police. Very very briefly. Before Andy oh. Summers, but uh, obviously played with Sting. Um, mm-hmm. Sting has your boy on drums in various parts of his career, and uh, Josh Freeze the top. There you go. I like it. You you never go the Josh Freeze route. I know. That's usually I my hate thing. It. I know because I hate it because it's just. It's easy. it's easy. It's so easy. It's cheesy. But it's it's fun. It's fun now. Like we're getting to a point now that all I got to do is get to Sting, and I I, I can get to Tom. <laughs> but now I now all I gotta do is get to the police, and I can get to Tom. So true, true. You know, our, our 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 six degrees is expanding. It's it's, be, it's becoming easier. It is. It is. Uh, Mick so Jones. Mick Jones. Mm-hmm. Who? Mick Jones has played with uh, Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips really? did this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Flaming Lips did a song in uh, 2012. You must be upgraded. Uh, with Kesha, Kesha Ooh. was was featured on a song called "Drop Dead" by this this uh, artist named Grandson. I never heard of Grandson. Mm, I've heard of him, but I don't know much about him though. Uh, but Grandson, yeah, the same track with Kesha, Kesha and Grandson Ketcha. had um, Kesha, Ketchup, Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> the same track. It was Kesha, Grandson, and on drums it was uh, Travis Barker. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So there you go, Travis to Tom. 
There you Travis go. Travis the Boxcar Racer Tom, Tom, baby. Fucking yeah, easy that's, peasy. That's the route I would have taken, sure. Well, it really wasn't hard. Like you know, this, this was with Tapa, and then like Tapa, I'm sure Tapa. I'm sure Joe I'm sure Joe Strummer would have been super easy. Top, what is Topper? Is that like Get a common name? <laughs> um, I mean, this is a terrible Arnold impression. Oh, so funny though. But uh, <laughs> wait, what was the question? What's the question? I don't know. Topper's a stupid name. Yeah, it is a stupid name. I've never heard it. I've heard Hopper, but never Tapa. Yeah, but Hopper's still Top a stupid of these nuts. name. It's, that's oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay. I'm fucking weird tonight. I'm getting wild, baby. Ooh. Well, well, right. wild and crazy kids. So is that all we got on the uh, Six Degrees of Tom DeLong? Yeah, Six Degrees of Tom DeLong. I didn't four. Right, let's no m- big deal. Let's uh, wait. What would you say? I didn't four. No big deal. It's easy peasy. So uh, let's jump into our rankings of the Clash records. Like I said, they have six records, full length records that we're gonna rank from worst to best, and then we're gonna we're going to give our biggest banger from each of them, or possibly a stinker if they're that bad. So uh, what do you got for number six, Jeff? Go. Cut the crap. Okay, cut the crap. <laughs> There's six album, the last one. What the fuck is this? This is a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you don't even have like your boy. You, Mick Jones even here. Yeah. Why are we yeah. doing this? Why is this happening? Now, now you have this producer who's writing songs with the band too. It was this was this like Feldman. Is that what's happening yeah. here? Like it we sounds, had this it seems like horribly it. produced new wave pop rock album, courtesy of Bernie Rhodes, who's a cuck, because. <laughs> I didn't even fucking realize that The Clash had severe ties to the Sex Pistols uh, per Bernie Rhodes, which I guess we'll get into later on or whatever, but that's annoying. Yeah. But this is actually bad. And this was like their only album that I did not enjoy in the slightest. There was nothing about this that I liked. Every song on here was at least bad to stinker. There was nothing <laughs> even okay. It's a period of the band where they should have just not done this. It's embarrassing. It's truly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you're, you're, I have nothing. You're right. I have nothing for this. I, I, this was, this was irritating. You are right. My, it's also my number six. It's, it's by far the worst. I got halfway through and I almost didn't finish. I thought, what's, what's the <laughs> point? What is the point? This is, this is just garbage. It's, it's new. It's bad new wave music, and they even at this point they hired session music musicians to play on it, and it, why even make it a record? What and then doing? I know after this, Joe Strummer said like he wishes they hadn't even made this record he doesn't even consider it a clash record so it's nobody likes it not even strummer himself it's stupid it's just Fucking bad trash. i have no not even anything close to a banger it's just forgettable at best forgettable at best so yeah, i got bad. nothing else on, on cut the crap it's it's shitty so what do you got for number five number five is give them enough rope okay second record rope. Yeah, the second record, 1978. This is such a different album from their first. This one is very heavy in the pop melodies and mm-hmm. pop instrumentals. This one has uh, like their new drummer, Tapa, as a full-time member and on every track. And he's a solid drummer, and he gets better with every album. And yeah. it's kind of cool to hear that progression. But he definitely brings the poppy roles here, like as his main fill. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what he does. And The Clash pretty much do like one or two things. The staccato being one of them, and then like toppers, toppers, poppy rolls <laughs> throughout the uh, throughout the album. It's not a bad album though. It's quirky and funny, and a lot of the lyrics are are pretty still forward thinking. 
for for the clash and then this era um yeah. but i mean i i fucking will never ever ever go back to this knowing what the clash have done in their best parts this is just yeah. uh this was forgettable and this one and my number four could just been interchangeable my i picked my number four just because there was like one or two songs i thought were really fucking good no, so no. i give him enough rope meh 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 no banger right no nah, no banger no so my number five is uh oh my gosh my number five is Sandinista, fourth record, the triple album. <laughs> Fuck, this album was just ridiculous. I mean, there were parts that were that were really cool, but a lot of filler, a lot of just stuff like, why are you doing this? Like, it's just, it's just mediocre. Like, some of the gospel stuff they're doing, I understand doing something different, but it just sounds lame and a lot of filler, man. A lot of filler on this one. And I don't know, it the one song that actually kind of really stood out to me that I really liked was the song look here. Cause it's like, it's that fast jazzy song with that killer fucking baseline. That was a real standout track for me outside of like the goofy gospel stuff that was on here and some of the rockabilly stuff, like the overtly rockabilly stuff. Cause they've always had that tinge to their music, but yeah, there's a yeah. few songs on here that are just, uh, uh, it's just kind of lame. It's just way too fucking long. I couldn't believe it. I I looked and it said like two and two hours and twenty minutes. I'm like oh fuck, this is like the ex- like the extended version of the record, like the deluxe version. So I looked up like where the track listing is supposed to end on Wikipedia, and it just kept going. And then I went to the top and I read that it was three LPs. Like fucking goddamn it, pieces of shit. But <laughs> I did. I listened to it. So yeah, Sandinista. They should have just made it a single LP. Cut out a lot of the fat. So that's what I got okay. for number four. What do you got for okay. number f- three? Or no, no, that was number five for me. What do you that got was for your number four? five? My number four is Sandinista, okay. their fourth album. Like, dude, this is stupid. <laughs> this, this this is like an hour and a half too long. Like these mm-hmm. these songs, are, I get I get the idea of it. I like genre hopping. I think it's cool. But when you have when you have like six songs that are like reggae butted up against like six punk rock songs, butted up against four gospel songs. It devalues the song. It yeah. makes the transition seem fucking endless. It's just, dude, come on. When you just have one reggae song right next to a punk rock song, right next to a gospel song, those hit harder. Those hit harder and they're they're just better. And there's a lot of filler. Like you said, this album is an hour and a half of fucking filler. I just, <laughs> it's fucking I, I cannot even believe this. And I, I, I respect the fact that they took less money to put this out and, yeah, and big time. price it as a as a single LP, even though it's three. But uh I'd still I'd still get my money back. This is this is this is dumb. I don't know. This is this dumb. It's <laughs> stupid. I I'd rather just have a quarter of these songs and, and, and let let the genre hopping hit harder. That's what yeah, I would want. I agree. I God, agree. this is fucking ridiculous. I like I listened to this. As like I was doing chores, I ran out of chores. I finished everything. Like I was, I was done. And <laughs> I, I said, know, "Okay, cool. So I still have an long. hour left." <laughs> like, come on. I there were point there were points on it where I would go, "Oh, did the record start over?" Because I have my Spotify on loop, and and I thought, "Okay, I had to have started over." And then I'd look, and there's still like 14 songs left or seven <laughs> songs <laughs> left. Like, Fucking goddamn it! It's, it was it was annoying, really annoying. There, Dude, there was some really, really good stuff in here, though. That's why I put it a little oh, bit yeah, above, above uh, Give Him Enough Rope. The song One More Dub, 
That song mm-hmm. was super dope. Dude, it's like good, good dub stuffs. And there's a lot yeah. of really, really good stuffs here. But like, I'm never going to listen to this because it's too fucking long. I, I would never, ever go back. I would go back to Cut the Crap before I would go back to this because I'm no. not going to sit through two and a half hours of music. That's silly. Calm down. That's a Star Wars movie. That's a Calm fucking down. Star Wars movie. I could have watched Calm Jedi. Down. You, you would not go back to Cut the Crap. Cut the Crap. That's just that straight silly boy talk. Dude, I'm not investing two and a half hours of my fucking life to listen to a Clash album. That's just that silly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my number four is Give Him Enough Rope. And uh, just because this album is is kind of forgettable, there's there's a few songs that stand out, like Last Gang in Town. That one, it's, it's catchy. It's fast. Um, the bass is turned up really loud in the mix, and you can just hear him kind of walking up and down the fret the fretboard and uh that's a killer song but overall the the songs kind of bleed into one another um obviously they experiment a little bit more on this record than their first which is way more straightforward punk at the time and that's cool but it just (laughs) they hadn't quite refined they can't they hadn't refined what they would become you know this this is a purely a transition record that's it so yeah give them enough rope that's my number four so what do you okay. got for three? Number three is the album of the week, baby. Combat Rock. Combat Rock. Okay. Combat Rock. <sighs> All right. There so my number go. three, my number three is London Calling. Uh, really, the only reason why London Calling is is where it is is because it's a little too long. It's a double LP. This band is was way too ambition, way too ambitious for their own good. And had this record been a little bit shorter, it might have been better than uh, a couple other records. But you know, <laughs> I it, this is where they they really kind of they kind of perfected uh, the the different the different genres that they that they're influenced by. You know, the reggae, the little bit of dub. Obviously, the punk is here, and uh, this is a killer fucking record. Except I hate the song "London Calling." I fucking hate that song. Wow. I've never liked it. That's I just I think it's a dumb song. Because honestly, Strummer, his voice is kind of annoying. Oh, it really is. Oh. It's kind of it's kind of annoying at times. There we go. And that song, London, the title track is is obnoxious. But my favorite Clash song is on London Calling. And if you don't know already, it's Clampdown. <laughs> Clampdown is fuck man. That is a perfect song. It's it's a beyond banger. It's a beyond catchy song. Mark fourth Clampdown. Simple, simple as that. That's all you need. That's all you need to make a perfect song. <laughs> Just that one line. Just that one fucking line. But uh but yeah, London Calling's great. And uh I kinda don't like the cover art. Oh it's I think it's just become too cheesy over time. Okay. This you know? is just sit down. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It is. Come on, dude. Drop. Put them down, shut them down. Whoa. It's true though. It's true. Okay. But uh, yeah, London Calling solid. I I would definitely get this on vinyl. This is where I I get everything on vinyl from my number three to one. So even though I you already have, have Combat Rock on vinyl, oh do you, you do you not have the Clash the Clash no, Clash? No, I don't have the Clash Clash. Oh. Nope, nope, just Combat. Okay. So yeah, London Calling, killer fucking record, killer record. So what do you got for number two? London Calling, baby, their third record. This um. Dude, so like this is when I really, really realized that this band loves that staccato shit. 
Like that is what they're all about. Every fucking song they do is just ding 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 ding. Every fucking thing they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I agree. I can't stand that. I can't stand the London Calling song. I think it's oh, so annoying. God. It's thank so God. fucking irritating. I, I even Especially like when, when they to, howl. When they howl too. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so obnoxious. I I like Joe Strummer's vocals. I like it a lot. But he's he annoys me in this one. Like whatever thing he does there, that's yeah. fucking annoying. And I even try to get behind like the bass line because it seems like a cool bass line. But I just I can't get over London Calling the, the title track. I think it's I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I don't like it. It's very um, dumb. Yeah. I like for sure the reggae and ska songs. Like those are my favorites on here. Um, I also lean. I love the clean guitar tone. It's got like really really faint distortion on it, and it rips. It's super deep. It's super rich. I like it. There's goddamn. This one surprised me the most because I thought this was going to be lower just because I hate London calling the title track so much. I, <laughs> I thought, thought this so is too. going to be a shitty album. And it's two. It's a double album. It's like, come on. That's just silly. So I thought this is going to be really low. But this one, dude, this one fucking like jumped out and surprised me pretty, pretty hard. And mm-hmm. there's, man, there's some really great bass lines and some really great grooves for this like not to be a great album. Like it's, it's. It's unreal. I, I but like I don't ever hear people talk about how great this album is aside from two things: London Calling, and the mm-hmm. cover. And it's just it, they, when people talk about how much they love the Clash, they talk about like the hit singles and stuff like that. Rock the Casbah, they talk about. And when London Calling, they talk about the title track and the cover art. And I love the cover. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think okay. it's really cool. I dig it. I love everything. I love the story behind it. I love everything about it. I love that's out of focus. I, I I love it. I dig it. I think it's a awesome picture of like just rock it's cool mm-hmm. but damn man this this album is this album is so good and then i was reading about the rehearsal schedule for this and dude tell me this is oh, not yeah. just like a dream come <laughs> true right so they yeah, were like super strict super strict during the recording of this album They're, they closed off rehearsal to just the band and, and and essential personnel essentially and they would rehearse until like the afternoon they go morning to the afternoon they take a break play some footy Right, get drinks yeah. at the pub, and then go back to rehearsal like to end the night. Yeah. Like, what a perfect fucking life! Yeah, perfect day. What a perfect life! They do this six, seven days a week. I just mind you, it's unreal. But also, you know, they they recorded their records very quickly, so it was like you know probably two or three months of that, if if even that. So two, it wasn't three like months they were doing of this for a year. bliss. Yeah, of course, I yeah. Give me two weeks of that. Dude, that'd be it. It would be so much fun, and then creating the music that they did on this on this particular record. This Killer is truly stuff. this is truly an amazing record, and I had no idea it was even a double LP. Like I didn't know that I until this week. No and idea. so this just I don't know the Clash. The Clash is a, is a band that I just don't know a lot about until this week, and it was it was fun. And this was definitely the biggest surprise of how good this album is. And I for sure am going to buy this on the vinyls at some point. I think I'm going to hold out for like an earlier pressing just because I like mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This was, God damn, this is really, really good. I really like this. But Lost in the Supermarket. I love the clam downs. I mean, that's that's a given. That's, that's It, just, should, it that should be your favorite. I know, but like I'm not going to. I knew you were going to choose it, and I knew like both of us would choose it, so I don't want to choose that. Ugh. Lost in the Supermarket is a good, is a good number two. Dude, Chris Drumming, great beat, very squirrely bass line that like leads to the entire song. It, it leads everybody, does really does a really good job. The vocals throw down a great melody, but the way he sings is just it's stupid. 
It's just stupid. Yeah. But then when he whispers, oh, dude, that's just so good. It's just so good. And it's got this, I don't know, groovy sort of new wave sound to it. And The Clash, man, The Clash could easily just be categorized as like a new wave band. It just If it had not been for their first album, they would just be like a new wave band. Yeah, with new wave with some some reggae thrown in there. So that means uh, oh, my number two is uh, Combat Rock. So we'll get into that in a bit. So that means our number one is The Clash's Clash. The Clash is The Clash. The Clash is The Clash. The Clash is The Clash. That's a lot, that's a lot to say right there. Yeah, The Clash is The Clash. Cause it's because of the the. You can't just be Clash. You have to be The Clash. The, the Clash. Clash. The, you know, Led the Sum 41s. The Led yeah. Zeppelins. <laughs> I fucking love Will Sasso. Oh, he's the best. Uh, so, what do you got on this one? This is uh, it's pretty solid stuff. It's, like, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's fast. It's aggressive. There's some really good bass lines here that are so far better than their punk contemporaries. Oh, when we absolutely. talk about when we talk about just like like I don't know punk music and 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 things like that. Like, why does punk also have to? just coincide with being shitty musicians it doesn't yeah and i don't think it should ever be like that and and, and punk music is just a, a topic of, of contention since inception really and it's just i don't know it's pretty rad these guys can throw down jams like white riot and mm-hmm. still bring the instrumentals like they throw down songs like also i fought the law which is dude an absolute silly boy catchy song. song well it's a cover and too it's a, it's a cover song yes but like, still, they bring they bring the heat. They make it their yeah. own. They did the baseline's there. There, it the is. Baseline's it's there. fucking amazing. And this album has so much more than just like punk stuff. There's even some like subtle guitar tones that are very reminiscent of surf rock. And the mm-hmm. song "What's oh, My yeah. Name," that is, dude. There are surf rock tones there. These guys are well read in music. They know what they know what they're doing, which I guess could be like a stab at them too. Because punk inherently should be kind of like gritty DIY, kind of underclass, whereas yeah. these guys really would never any of that stuff. They were the cleanest and, of the the punk bands of the time, and, and so for them to come out and and put out a clean album like the Clash is the Clash and and be really good at their instruments kind of is very unpunk of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I don't give a fuck because goddamn this this is just I mean comparing this to like this is even the sex pistols is, is like comparing apples to like a million dollars like tr- it's <laughs> stupid it's stupid it's true <laughs> it's, it's they stupid. wipe the floor with the sex pistols but we'll get more into that obviously on the main episode because that the whole talking about the big three has to be really uh dissected so and and so like my favorite track this week was complete control this is That's uh, a good song just, too. dude, just rad baseline, and it was super snotty, super snotty and punk, but like an actually an actual good song, rather than just being annoying for the sake of being annoying. Yeah, like yeah. Johnny Rotten, like you can still be snotty and obnoxious and annoying and have that, I don't know that that vibe to you, but put out good music. Mark Adkins, super fucking annoying, constantly snotty, constantly annoying. <laughs> but it's great music because he doesn't take it seriously. And yeah. he prides himself on writing. Like, Goodermouth has a lot of really good pop melodies. They do. They really do. Even though he's not a great singer, the melodies are there. They're there. Man, The Clash Absolutely. of the Clash is. Uh, it's good. Pretty man. good. Pretty, I, I love, pretty good. I love White Riot. I don't care if it's a single, that's the best song on the record. 
White Riot is the best. I don't know if it's because we, we did this song on, on Rage Against the Pod because Rage did do a cover of it, but this this song is is so unique to the band, I feel. They, they don't have a lot of songs that are this catchy. Like this and Clampdown are arguably some of their catchiest songs outside wow. of some of the singles. Yeah. They're pretty fucking catchy and they're fucking, they're fantastic. And White Riot is amazing. I, I love this song. And, and I wrote I wrote down to you that this entire record is it's very snotty but not annoying like sex, sex pistols like i i immediately picked up on that as well and it's way more melodic than anything the sex pistols and even the ramones ever did this band is this band's bad much better but like i said we'll break it down more on the main episode but yeah the clash is the clash i, I just it's cool how they this is just like a really good punk record like through and through a good punk record with subtle things thrown in there. And that's why this is my number one, honestly. There's 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 enough there's enough outside influence to make it to give it like a really cool character. And uh yeah, great fucking record. So the clash is the clash. And yeah, you, the clash you know what? is the clash. I I never realized this, but on the cover, it's only the the three members. They they kicked out the drummer uh or the drummer left right after this and they they de- they decided not to have him on the cover. Even yeah. after he just played the drums on the entire record, it's kind of fucked up. I think I think Topper played on, on a couple songs or like uh, well, no, he's still he, on the U.S. On the version because there's different songs on the U.S. version, obviously. Yeah, because that's the horribleness of music in history. So, well, they yeah. they released this in the U.K. and they didn't release it in the U.S. until two years later. So in that two after year span, their second album, yeah. So in that two year span, they put out an EP and put out the second record. And the stuff that's on the U.S. version is from that EP, or a lot of the songs are from the EP, and that was yeah. the one that that Topper played on. So Topper, Topper, Tottenham Hotspurs, Tottenham Hotspurs, Queen's English. <laughs> um, all right. So that you got anything else for the rankings, or are we good? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode, and uh, yeah, get into that. Work, put clamp down. <laughs>